Let's talk really quickly about arranged marriages actually happening in the United States. And the example, the shining example I have is of a show that I've watched yep. called Married at First Sight. Let's do it. Have you ever seen the show? Uh, I have not, but I've seen enough of like the commercials to know exactly what it is. Okay, so my wife and explain I have it, watched... Explain it to those who... who okay, so welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate, and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. Welcome back to another episode of Biblical Lenses. This week, we are talking about arranged marriages. Is it okay for your parents to say, I do for you? Three, two, one. Will you marry me? Do I really have a choice? Not really, bro. All right. Okay. Then yes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome to Biblical Lenses. Uh, We are excited to explore the topic of arranged marriages. Gonna do it. It's an awkward topic. What is the deal with arranged marriage? Is the Bible saying anything about arranged marriage? That's what we're gonna get into today. But hey, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that so you know when a new episode comes out, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, write something nice, or just subscribe in any podcast player that you like to listen to your audio in. That'd be rad. All right. Every, um, every feminist just clicked off. So when we said arranged marriage, yeah, we're good to go. So let's okay. Let's cards on the table up, for yeah. it against it. I mean, I didn't have an arranged marriage, so I feel like I'm not for it. Right. Um, but also, would I be if I was arranged to be married to my wife now? I would also not be against it. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's but the most romantic way of saying that. What if you were arranged to be married to? Careful. They got to be very careful be with nice what I say here on the podcast. Okay, someone you were not excited about. Oh, um, nah, I'd be against it. You'd be against yeah, it. Oh, a hundred percent. If if anybody says that they fell in love with somebody for their personality first, I say bullcrap. I say you were attracted to them first physically, and then you got to know them and fell in love with them for their personality. Okay. So, okay, I and but ooh, let's we can just jump right in. I feel we like should. we have jump, to jump right jump in. Into the dive, arranged marriage. Deep what do we do? Like I so. Uh, I'm gonna bring in Fiddler on Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, Fiddler! Where they talk about you know, right. do you love me? Oh, right. Do I thought you were I gonna go you. tradition, tradition. No, yeah. uh, it's the uh, it's the other song, the, the less known song. But the whole song is just about like we got married. It was an arranged marriage. Like right. you were scared, I was scared. We were both uh-huh. young. We had never met each other, but right. we learned to love each other over time. Sure. And I think that's what's like really cool about arranged marriages. Also, is that, I have little show tune in my head, little Barbara Streisand little match. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. So my wife is going to get mad at you because it's not Barbara Streisand. It's it's not. It's I don't know who it what? is, but it's not Barbara Streisand in Fiddler on the Roof. It's no, not. She, I thought it was not too. In Fiddler oh, on the Roof, you're, I, that's a different. That's Yentl. Okay, you nerd. Sorry, no. I just thought. And you then were saying, now I'm the nerd because everyone yeah. knows how into show tunes I am. That's all right. But anyway, <laughs> that's all right. So there, there, there's some representations of mm-hmm. of uh, arranged marriage in popular culture, but yep. let's be honest. For the most part, arranged marriages right now in 2020 are still taking place, but mostly. Not in the West, right? Yes. We're talking not about in Western culture. In yeah. Western culture, we're talking about countries like Africa, the Middle East, and India mm-hmm. are still 
um, heavily using arranged marriages yeah. as a primary form. Well, maybe not primary, but it's still there. Yeah, and it's we'll we'll give like a little caveat just so that nobody thinks this right. is what we're talking about. We're not talking about like mail order brides or other ones where it's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm doing this from, or even like I would say gold diggers might be a form of arranged marriage because it's like <clears throat> we have an arrangement. I don't necessarily like you, but you mm. have money. Well, if you're going to go down that route, then every marriage is an arranged marriage. I guess me so. and my wife had a, have an I, arrangement. I guess so. That is, you going to love me, yeah. and I'm going to love you. Yes. That's arranged. It's built off of love, though, and not something. So we're talking okay. more along the lines of like two families meeting, saying like, hey, I don't mm. know. Mm. Our kids like each other. We should let them get married. I don't mm. know. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So let, let's really quickly, let's, let's uh, define some terms here. Mm. Arranged marriage is traditionally speaking would be two families actually pre-arranging the marriage of the individuals yep and there are some if you do a little research on this you're going to find some general rules of thumb on why they would want to do something like that right the pros and the cons of arranged marriage the pros so they would say Mm -hmm. are the positives of arranged marriage um, are that um, the parents get to align themselves with a family that they like yeah. Right. Family's important. Yep. Especially. And, and again, this is a little bit of a Western culture thing, like where it's like, well, this is my family. Those are my in-laws. Whereas yeah. in a lot of other cultures, no family is just family yeah. and it brings together. So it's important mm-hmm. that the families meld yep. together. Well, I That's mean, why a lot gonna, of them, like when you have an arrangement or like an arranged marriage, right. it's not like, oh, like your mom and dad and her mom and dad are getting together. Right. It's like your uncles, your cousins, your Everybody. aunts, everybody's having a giant party. That's right. And they're just going to see, hey, do we mingle well? Right. And then also you have to think in a biblical sense, like there's not a lot of scriptures that are going to like blatantly say arranged marriage is good or arranged marriage is bad. There's examples of arranged mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. Think of, uh, um, 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 man, I'm having a brain fart right now. Oh, think of, uh, um, Abraham, Isaac, right? Isaac, Isaac yeah. marries Rebecca. Like mm-hmm. he has an arranged marriage. I'm going to work such and such amount of time mm-hmm. to marry Rebecca. He gets hosed a little bit. He ends up with Leah, and yeah. then then he gets Rebecca, right? Yeah. So there's some of that, um, but uh, there's not a lot of straight up. That's no go. That's good or that's bad in the yeah. Bible. Um, but w- what we do have is um, there, like there are those examples in the Bible. But um, we have to kind of like figure out. I don't know what's right. Like, did did it make sense back then? Yeah. Here's why I think it made sense back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let's say I had a couple sons. Okay. Yeah. I have one son in reality, but let's say I had a couple. Okay. Um, and I'm going to arrange a marriage for my oldest son. I want to make sure that that girl is right for my family. Cause guess what? If my son dies, yeah, she's got to marry the next son. Yeah. So his younger brother's got to have buy-in mm-hmm. on, on the wifey. Mm-hmm. So there's maybe like in biblically speaking at yeah. that point, there's like some, make some sense there. Yeah. I mean, marriage. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like also it's, it's cultural too, as well. Like the Western culture has really moved away from that. And, and, and a lot of it too is also like, there's not really a need to, this can get a little wild, but there's not really like really a need to procreate like as much anymore okay. in the sense of like a lot of arrangement was for land holding or like True. to increase wealth. And nowadays it's like, you know, you can, especially in like a capitalist society that we live in, like Mm -hmm. you don't need that. Like if you want to, you can work hard enough and make enough money to buy land. And it's like, but before it was literally like, Hey, this family owns this much or this family has this kind of status symbol. And we want to increase our status by that. There was a, there was a, 
you could call it a caste system or whatever. And now it's just like, right. if you're willing to work hard and put in the time and, and learn a new trait, you can do whatever you want. So yeah. I, I feel like that's why, I mean, in it, especially when we talk about progressive revelation, like in the Bible, that's one of those things where it's like, look at the context of why it was happening. Sure. Don't just say like, oh, like all, all Jewish people in the Old Testament were like, you know, m- like misogynists and they just didn't, right. didn't want women to make their own choices. It's like, well, there was, there was, reasons for that there was reasons you know and we can't we can't just say like oh they just hated women or whatever right right. so that was kind of like one of the pro like if you would if somebody was to argue not Mm -hmm. saying i'm arguing but if somebody was to argue the pros of arranged marriage they would say family's a big one another big one huge one would be the sharing of values and traditions Mm -hmm. means there's less obstacles in the marriage right so um, if you were a Muslim and you're marrying um, another Muslim that have the same values, the same passion and pursuit of your religion, mm-hmm. or maybe it's even, um, and this would make sense when it comes in the biblical sense to dowries, like, hey, we need to, we want to marry into similar status. Status, yeah. Right? So that that would that is kind of one of the reasons that would happen. But another big one when it comes to this whole like shared values and traditions is let's say you're a Muslim and you marry a Christian. How are we raising our children? Mm-hmm. Are we raising them, you know, mischin? Yeah. Or like what are we doing here? Yeah. Like that was a word that's Muslim and Christian mixed together. I, no, I like that. the, the mischin. Yeah, yeah. So that was are good. we raising them as mischins or are we raising them as Christians? Are we raising them as Muslims? Yeah. Like is my grandma going to get angry because we're, we're taking them to a, a non-denominational church mm-hmm. instead of like doing it the Muslim way? There's well, I think there's of, just a lot of confusion too. I mean, I don't know how many kids have grown up in, in a mixed religion household mm-hmm. and not like Muslim or Christian, but like even if it's atheist and, you know, Christian or agnostic and Christian, like they, sure. they grow up a lot of times not really knowing or having a foundation of what to believe because there's just too much pull. So it is good to be basically saying like, Hey, you know, we're going to marry somebody who, who is in line with my thinking and my, and my philosophy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, again, not trying to cast my vote in for it. Just saying these are some of the, Mm -hmm. the the reasons that are out there. Another big one. And this is now we're just going to go into a statistical thing. According yeah. to a 2012 study by Statistic Brain, the global divorce rate for arranged marriages was 6%, mm-hmm. significantly lower number compared to the 55% of marriages in the world. Yeah. 6% versus 55%. Yeah. So, and somebody out there is screaming at the top of their lungs listening to this podcast going, but all of them are miserable and the women are seen as property. And I go, Maybe, 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 probably, maybe, probably at the same time, though, I would say, I would say not all of them. You can't, you can't say that all of them are. Yeah. And I think like, too, when you look at it culturally as well, like there are a lot of people, I mean, oh gosh, even like where I would say in Western culture, more like mm, pioneer days, right? Where it was like, I would say that was a kind of a resurgence of, of arranged marriage. Okay. And it was more so. Like, hey, you're the only other person out here that I can, like, get married to. Like, there's nobody for another 2,000 miles. Sure. And so it was kind of an arrangement. Like, there's just no other option. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, like, you really do, I say, if you're getting married for... If you're getting married and you have some sort of out or you're getting married and you you're doing it because, oh, like we've just been sleeping together for the last four years. Right. And we've been living together. So why don't we just get married? You know, or like, oh, we're having a baby. So we should just get married. Like, 
uh, that's not the right reasons. Of you know, course. that's like you're just building a foundation for your marriage off of sand, and eventually it's sure. just going to wash away. Which is the argument for arranged marriage, I mm-hmm. suppose. Which is we're not building this off of sex. We're not building this off of you know other things or relationship mm-hmm. stuff. We're building this off of um, o- obedience, and we're building this off of um, um, a sense of like uh, obligation, right? And, and that says yeah. I will. I will make a vow and a promise and a covenant that says this is I'm entering into this willingly knowing. And some people would say, OK, let me, I'm going to say this really quickly, yeah. like caveat. Some people would not be for arranged marriage, but there are a lot of articles out there that would give you the advice that you should treat your marriage a little bit more like a business, mm. like understanding that you need to grow it slowly like it's a baby. You mm-hmm. need to put time and effort and energy into it every day. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that reasoning or logic in the arranged marriage. I enter into this knowing it's life forever. There's no way out. Therefore, I must make it yeah. work instead of, you know what, I could just get this thing annulled. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And and I think like and and that's where we can kind of start talking about the cons too is like a lot Let's of people talk about feel, the cons. I got more cons than I got pros. Let's um, do it. I, I think a lot of people feel like man, you know, when you're in an arranged marriage, a lot of people and they will say like, oh, we're not going to get divorced, but I'm also like that person's my roommate. You know, I'm going right. to go out and find somebody else, and I'm going to I'm going to sleep with them. I'm going to give my heart to them. Like well, I'm going to stay in a marriage for the next 45 years. But I'm also, you know, got a side chick or whatever sure. that I'm, you know, constantly calling up. So, yeah, I, I think that there is that. But I also can see where it leans a- along the lines of less less love in the relationship and more right. just contractual. Like, well, we have to be in this. I'm going to play devil's advocate with you okay. right now because some people would say, like, you know, I, I want to marry somebody that I love. What most people are saying is I want to marry somebody that I like mm-hmm. and that I'm excited about and there's chemistry. Yeah. But we all know that marriages can't survive 45 years as using sex as the apex of the relationship, yeah. physical attraction or common interest because mm-hmm. people change over time. So what happens like in yeah. 10, 15 years when you and your spouse like different things, mm-hmm. don't hang out with the same people, you just seem like different people. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you know what? I don't love that person anymore mm-hmm. versus the idea, which I think is a biblical idea, not saying arranged marriage is necessarily a biblical idea, but the idea that love is not a word or a feeling, but that love is an action. Mm-hmm. That Christ did not say he loved us. Christ proved that he loved yeah. us. He did love by sacrificing himself on the cross. Mm-hmm. Arranged marriage would say, in their argument, I believe, we don't claim that we love each other. We do love. We demonstrate love daily. Yeah. And so the da- I think there's a little bit of a danger, right? Like in the yeah. in the modern sense of like, ooh, I love being in love. No, you like the feeling. Yeah. And then when that feeling fades, you move on. Oh, it's very easy to let that feeling fade. But I also think that it's also, if you don't, if you're not going to work at your marriage, you're not going to work at it in a range marriage or in in a like both both are going to require effort and work. But don't arranged marriages come to the table, you think, with more of an understanding that we don't know any, each other. Therefore, we must work at it. Whereas yeah. when you have the um, <laughs> I'm going to use a term that I don't wholeheartedly believe in, mm. but I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. The, the rest of us lazy marriages <laughs> that were not arranged are going like, oh, I know her. I yeah. love her. I think I got we got this under control. Whereas uh-huh. from day one, an arranged marriage is going, what do we do? Yeah, like, we got to make this work. 
Maybe. There's, maybe? I don't know. I think like a lot of times too, like I've heard of like arranged marriages where it's just kind of like the, you know, both couples don't work at it and it does end up just becoming like, hey, we're doing this to keep up with the cultural, sure. you know, the cultural, like appeasing our parents but we're not actually working towards our marriage or our betterment. So right. I, I could say there's downfalls on both sides. I think it just really depends on how hard that that couple is going to work towards it. That's true. And maybe I mean once again I don't know very many people that are in an arranged marriage. Sure, really none right now. Um, so I I would like to talk to them about that. Like I cool. actually have talked to a couple who um, were in a in arranged marriage. They were an older couple. Okay, they've been married for like thirty something years, and they were like madly in love, mm. and which was really surprising to me so i'm just mm-hmm. this is just anecdotal experience of yep. one conversation i had with a couple but they said that uh it was, i forget which one it was either he or she got sick like deathly ill mm. sick um and they were originally from india got deathly ill and the other one took care of i mean they hated each other mm-hmm. when they first got married yeah but the other one took care of the sick one yeah and her ability to devote herself to him, I think mm-hmm. it was, um, made him just absolutely fall in love with her. And so it changed his heart towards her. Wow. And then once she saw that, like her heart changed towards him mm-hmm. and then they've been madly in love and it just like made perfect sense for yeah. them. So that might be a unique experience. I don't know. Cause that's yeah. the only couple, couple I've ever met. I will say this though. Like I think a lot of times it's, <clears throat> it's something it's, it's really cool when you hear about arranged marriages and a lot of us are like, Oh, you know, these people, like they don't like their parents are just telling them what to do and blah, blah, blah. Like they have no, no feelings or whatever. But it's like, we have to remember like a lot of times those parents also went through an arranged marriage. So they're like, right. I'm not doing this because I'm hard headed. I've just done this for the last 40 years and it works. And I know that it, it gets better. Like just give it time. Like, yeah, you're going to hate it for the first year. I hated it for the first year. It gets better. Just give it time. So, you know, once again, like moving on to maybe some more cons. Let's um, let's do another. I have another big con. We've been really pro. We've been pretty pro so far. far. That's not to say that I am pro, but we have been discussing the pros. (laughs) Let me, let me, okay. Let me throw a con out there. Okay. Um, It gives men more of an opportunity to control the relationship. A lot of the cultures right? Some might say that embrace the idea of arranged marriage. They would support the concept that the male is the leader of the household. Mm -hmm. But we as Christians would believe in the idea of head of household, but in a different way. So Mm -hmm. I think there like maybe in some of the Middle Eastern kind of cultures, it would be, you don't have a right, you don't have a say. And so therefore some people would say it gives men more of an opportunity to control the relationship. Thoughts on that? I think that Western culture could adopt arranged marriage and still in, in do the, the culture of like strong female, like empowerment. Wait, you're going pro again. Why are you going no, pro no, no. again? Well, no, all I'm saying is like, I agree. I agree where it's like, but we're talking more along the cultural lines of like, maybe those cultures need to shift their, their theology or think or their thinking right. on, on women and less of like, I'm just trying to fit and arrange marriage into Western society and be like, right. what would that look like? Sure. Like, it'll never happen, but what would that look like? Can uh-huh. we can we take arranged marriage and still use it and say like, we are empowering women? Well, maybe let's really quickly, let's take a break from the cons. Yeah. Because, well, before we do, let me say this. I think that's a very, a very 
very scary like house of cards that's been built when in certain cultures where women don't have a say Mm. and the arranged marriage is one of obligation so if you break this marriage up you are letting down your family and you're dishonoring your family you're ostracizing yourself you're ostracizing yourself there's no support system Mm -hmm. because everyone expects you to do it yeah then therefore it's very possible that a woman could be emotionally physically mentally abused Mm -hmm. very very quickly in that relationship and have nowhere to run nowhere to hide yeah this and that's sad yeah that's that that could be a very very big con a very big negative but to your point let's talk really quickly about arranged marriages actually happening in the united states and the example the shining example i have is of a show that i've watched called married at first sight let's do it have you ever seen the show uh i have not but i've seen enough of like the commercials to know exactly what it is. Okay, so my wife and explain I have it, watched... Explain it to those who... who have, okay, so who my asked. wife and I have watched... I think we watched one or two seasons of this... Sh- maybe just one season of the show. It was very interesting. Yeah. The premise of the show is they're going to take single Americans, like, right? And they're going to run them through an intense matchmaking process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who are part of assembling or creating this matchmaking process, there was a pastor... Uh, there was a counselor and yeah. there was a psychologist yeah. and through their three specialities, they created uh, at like basically an ability to filter through a database of people, narrow them down and say, these two people should be compatible. Okay. These two people should hit it off. Wow. And then they would literally meet at the altar. They would get these people to agree. I want to get married at first sight. And they would meet at the altar and literally, I do, I do, you're married. Yeah. And it is a trip to that watch. Is amazing. It's so crazy. So in episode, <laughs> we had like very low hopes because in the first season, I think like one of the couples, happy as can be. Yeah. They had physical like uh like relations the yeah. first night on their honeymoon. They Intense. were in love yeah. and they continued to like be. Mm. The other two, I think there's two more couples. They were not so great. Yeah, right. not so. But I just read that there's they're now just finished the fifth season, and in the fifth season, all the couples that were on the show decided they give them like I figured it was like thirty or sixty days yeah. to be married, and then they say, "Do you want to continue in this marriage?" Wow. Well, in the fifth season, all every single couple, I think there was four or five couples, all agreed to stay married that's that awesome. they were madly in love. Yeah. So what? That's yeah. arranged marriage. Yeah. That is, I will trust you. Yentl Barbara Streisand to yep. matchmaker matchmaker me <laughs> and find me a match. Yeah, right. That's the one, and yep. I agree we're gonna make this thing work. And it's it works. It's working yeah. for some of them. I would I would say that that's that's a really cool way of like an example of Western society saying like this is our best shot. Like just finding compatibility. And, and I think that that can happen. And that's, I mean, part of the reason why people say like, oh, like dating so good is because you find that compatibility. You just do it over so many years and you right. don't trust an, an algorithm. Right. Um, but I, I don't know, like that's, a, I think that goes into another con of arranged marriages is okay. like a lot of it is not you. I don't know how, like I love my mom and dad. They know me very well, like very personally, but at the same time, like I don't, I wouldn't trust them to choose a girl for me because they're going to automatically come at it, no matter who it is, they're going to come at it with with their sort of view viewpoint and their lens. And they're going to right. impose that onto whoever they're choosing. Sure. And it might not be somebody that I'm like, I'm really psyched about that person. You know, like they might be the most boring person in the world. And I'm like, you know, wow, yeah. that's, that's hard. So it's like, I that's to me, it's just like, Man, when you have an algorithm do it where it's just like, hey, you get to give 
all of your likes and interests and you just let a computer do it, there's no bias there. But when you let somebody else take that, mm. then all of a sudden it's like, you just might have somebody that really interviewed well or their family interviewed well, right? but they're an absolute scuzz bag of a person. Right. So. Well, like, okay, here's a great example. In the first season, there was a couple that did horrifically. They hated each other. Yeah. They fought, they were, like they went to like Cabo or something on their honeymoon, fought every single day, hated each other. And they should, for all intents and purposes, they should have been like compatible. Um, she said, um, I don't mind somebody who smokes cigarettes a little bit. Like I, I, I could care less about yeah. that. He said, I smoke every once in a while, a little bit. Yeah. And so like while they were on their honeymoon, he had a cigarette like every now and then. And she was like, I hate you. You're disgusting to me. You stink. And they oh. were like, but you said, but she's you like, said. well, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. Oh, so you lied. So you lied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was interesting. Super fun show to yeah. watch. But here's another con that I think is a pretty good one to talk about. And maybe we start kind of like landing the plane a yeah. little bit here because, but this one says, uh, the concept of love is set aside for the betterment of the family. So the idea of like, this maybe, maybe arranged marriages aren't about love. Yeah. Maybe the obligation to make the marriage work never turns into making the marriage work and just stays as an obligation. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yeah. And that can be pretty discouraging. Yeah. Like you wake up every day and say, I hate this man. Yeah. That I have to live with, that I have to give children to. Ugh, yeah. I hate it. I hate every moment of it. And I feel feel like, I mean, we haven't talked at all about what the, what the Bible like views on this. What I okay. will say is this, like... There are obviously examples culturally of arranged marriages in the Bible. We see that with, sure. like you said, Isaac. We also see that with David. We sure. see that with, like, a little crazy, but, like, we even see, like, Jesus talking about, like, hey, we're going to, like, you are my bridegroom. Like, I am going to go and prepare a place for you. Like, you understand that there is a little bit of, like, an arrangement there. Like, it's... It's not a It's loose. You're what you're good doing now. But like opinion. when we talk about the Bible though, like we, we all understand that like when the Bible was written, arranged marriages were still a the thing. thing that happened. It sure. wasn't like, oh, you go out and just find somebody and fall in love. It was like, well, right. our family's gonna meet, we're gonna talk, and you're gonna get married. Right. Um, so like the entire Bible was written in that lens. What I will say is, and what's vitally important for marriages is community. Sure. And so whether it be arranged marriage or it be you just find yourself somebody and run off to Las Vegas and get married. Like it's all revolves around like a community that comes around you, that supports you, that encourages you, that, mm -hmm. that is vulnerable with you and says like, sure. Oh, you're having that fight. We had that fight 10 years ago. Right. And this is what we did to walk through it. So it's right. like, that's where I think biblically we can look at marriage and we see this is what we need. We need community. I like that in marriage to continue to encourage us and reprove right. us. And I think that's, it's a good way to kind of like, let's start laying a last few things out, which are, what can we pull out of some examples we have in the Bible mm -hmm. and the reality that arranged marriage in some places of the world is still a thing, yeah. but culturally it was a thing at that time. It's not mandating that we all be arranged yeah. in our marriages, but it is saying something about marriage. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, the Bible has a lot to say about marriage. I think one of those things you just said was community. It's huge, right? Yeah. Like we have to have people around us that support us, that disciple us and how to be a husband and a wife and how to be a good spouse. But there's other things as well. Like, like one, for instance, is like sacrifice. Yeah. Like you cannot go into a marriage selfish. You have to be willing to give of yourself to yeah. the other person. And while that might have been an obligation in the biblical context 
of an arranged marriage there, in, like, for instance, in the Old Testament, yeah, that's still a golden truth we can pull out and say, I must sacrifice for my mm-hmm. spouse. I must like lay my life down mm-hmm. and be willing to serve her or him before myself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. You have two selfish people just doing their thing. Yeah. So that's a principle uh, yeah. you could pull out too. I, I would hundred percent agree with that. And I think like to just moving forward, like when we look at arranged marriage, it's the, it's the sense of devotion, right? right. And like we can always pull out, um, and a lot of us have devotions and we view devotions a little bit differently. I think, um, Eli gold, he shared something with me, like, a long time ago when talking about devotions and he's like a lot of times devotions we we want to pull something out of our devotion time with the lord and we always come to it thinking like i'm gonna come meet with the lord he's gonna give me a little golden nugget i'm gonna sure. take that nugget and walk away happy for the day right. and he's like that's not what devotion means devotion is you show up every day and whether you feel like you're sitting there alone sure. or not you're you're not when it's with the lord you're not, but there are some times when you're talking about your spouse or somebody else, like right. an infallible human being, you're not infallible, fallible, fallible human wow. being. You almost went theologically cray cray right there. Really crazy. Woo! When you're sitting there with like somebody who's going to fail you, like you might be sitting there sometimes all alone, yep. but it's the show up daily, yep. daily, yeah. daily. And then eventually they'll take notice. Just like that, that guy, like it's like, you know, they showed up and she eventually finally took care of him. They started right. to realize we have more in common than we do. Right uncommon right i think that's i think that's a really great point another one that i i think we can pull out of scripture very easily is second corinthians six fourteen. like do not be yoked together with unbelievers mm. for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness we all know it's very very like common like church saying like don't be unequally yoked yeah. don't marry somebody that you are not on the same level with spiritually, right? So this person's an unbeliever. They hate Christ. They're not into like the church. They don't want to serve Jesus. And you do. You're going to yoke yourself to them. They're going to direct you yeah. away from the things that you want, right? Yeah. So um, that is, again, like back to arranged marriage. Like, hey, you, like, what is your family like value? What is our family value? Yeah. It doesn't have to be arranged. But we should, as like the Bible says, as Christians, we should be looking for somebody who supports and is also excited about what should be the most important thing in our life is Jesus, yeah. right? So that that's a principle you can pull out and take with you. That's modern. It doesn't have anything to do with belittling women or oh, yeah. trust issues. It has everything to do with we need to be aligned here. We need to be of one accord. Yeah. And my last like spiel, and then I'm done, is saying that like if if you think that an arranged marriage is, oh, like, you know, this, this lady or this guy is just doing this because he, he has to, like, he doesn't, you know, have freedoms or this and that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always say like, man, if you don't know anything about it, go find somebody who's in an arranged marriage and say like, Good. Hey, what's this like? What's like, the deal? go do some research. Cause I think the last, like the, we can make a mistake of saying like, Oh, this is terrible and blah, blah, sure. blah. And then you actually find out that like, 90 what is it 94% of people say like actually it's fantastic like I <laughs> love fantastic. it and it's like you know and then you just realize like oh I'm bringing western concepts into a non-western culture sure. and I'm saying like you need to fit into my little box of theology it's like right that's not true at all so yeah, yeah. and then once you realize that you are amazed and you go on merit at first sight yep and, and you you get married that's and it you love it yeah and you love it 
Yeah. And you are the star of Or your of that family season. gets together with somebody else's family and you yeah. have a dowry and it's amazing. Sure. Give me some goats. No, no, Give me some goats. We'll make goats this happen. And some metal. That's all I need. That's all. And a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some spices. Some, some spices. <laughs> you have spices and goats. That's it. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Biblical Lenses. You can head to the website at BiblicalLenses.com. We're going to have it up pretty soon. So you can go there. There's nothing there yet, but it'll be there soon. Um, and uh, always at the podcast app you're listening to, you can check the show notes and more episodes. We release a fresh podcast every single Wednesday. We would love it if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe in any podcast player you use. We will see you later. Put a ring on it. Marry me. Marry me. Put a ring on it. And let's put a ring on it. I don't know.